This call is now being recorded. There it is. There it is. We are recording live and live in color. Wendy, we're having to do this over the phone. We are back. For, we are back. For the week to review, I'm on the my phone in Birmingham. Wendy's on her phone in Knoxville, Tennessee. Wendy, what's going on? Nothing. I can't believe we finally were able to make this work, man. But, oh, my gosh, what a weekend of football. I mean, I guess we start with the biggest surprise of the day, which is the Alabama-Texas game. Alabama-Texas was the biggest surprise, not A&M getting knocked. Okay, A&M getting knocked by Appy State absolutely was probably the biggest surprise of the day. But I guess maybe the biggest national surprise, because you know everybody's sitting in front of that TV waiting for us to lose. You know what I know. Right, right. So nationally, we gave everybody the game of their life that's been waiting for Alabama to lose. But, Trey, we have no offensive line. I'm just telling you, we have no O-line. And I said at the podcast before, nobody wants to listen to me, I said our O-line has to do something. Trey, Texas, their defense never stopped. They never slowed down. No, I agree, no, I agree with you. Let's, all right, so let's do the Alabama-Texas game. I agree. Crazy game. Will Riker with a game winner. Epic. Uh I thought it was a great game. Number one, not a fan. Was it on Fox or was it on ABC? Oh, it was on Fox. Yeah, Fox. Not, not. Didn't show Alabama run out of the tunnel at the beginning of the game. Yeah, and that's what crap. that's that's what I was like. Huh? What's up with that? I mean, you show Texas running out of stadium. You never show Alabama running out of stadium. Alabama gets twenty six penalties called on them. Yep. So I, I'm I don't know. I might want CBS back. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Trey. And then guess what our halftime uh, show was on Fox. Al- they want Alabama fans to listen to Urban Meyer during yeah. our halftime show. Are you kidding me? Are you yeah, kidding me, Fox? I didn't, well, I didn't see that part. I was up pacing around figuring out how we were going to try to win the game and what was going on. The 11 o'clock start at Central Time did not like that. But it ended up being a really entertaining game, which is what we like to talk about. Tell me what, what were your other takeaways from the game? How do you think Saban did? What do you think about the lack of running game that Alabama continues to have? And, and then, you know, really an overall thing that we couldn't get any pressure on their quarterback. So that, that, the, that, both, both the lines, yeah. Yeah, here's the problem, Trey. I do actually believe had Ewers stayed in the game, we lose that ball game by 20. I believe that. I want, I want to make sure I'm clear. I absolutely only believe we won that game because their backup quarterback wasn't there. So, so the, if the Texas, problem if, if Texas start if Texas starting quarterback doesn't leave the game with an injury, you think Texas pulls it out? Hundred percent by twenty or thirty. The, the, the problem is, is our guys looked really nervous. You know, we're not playing well away, Trey. We didn't play well away last year. I talked about it all year last year on the podcast. I understand road noise. I understand this. I understand that. It's an uncomfortable environment. You know what I mean? It's right. not a disciplined team right now. And yeah. I know they're young. They'll get their nerves out. But talk about the butt-chewing that went on. I mean, you have to know. I mean, can you imagine Saban? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wasn't happy. The couple of Alabama players were doing the horn down at the end of the game. I think there was some audio of Saban. We don't do that. You know, yep. but all, all in all, listen, a win's a win. Will Riker, game-winning field goal. I mean, dude, dude is a really good kicker. Overall, proud of Alabama, proud of the big win. But, you know, this had shades of Florida from last year. Yep. 
If you yep. remember the Florida game, we went down to the swamp and it was just Absolutely. this sticky and could never really put anybody away. And yep, um, until the end of the game to figure out a way to win it. Yep, sure do. I actually remember that quite a few times last year. Auburn comes to mind. <laughs> the Auburn game really comes to mind. I mean, I just want to make this clear. We won 20 to 19 on a gimpy backup quarterback. I mean, it just, you know, it is what it is. I'm with you. A win is a win. It just wasn't a pretty win, you know? Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. All right. We got to bounce around here, Wendy. So what else do we have for Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, is the king of the off-season smack talk, calls it, you know, calling press conferences, calling out Nick Saban. His A&M team goes down to Appalachian State on Saturday, and once again, A&M cannot find a quarterback. Cannot find a quarterback, cannot put an offense together, Trey. This is supposed to be one of the top five head coaches in the country, and he can't figure out an offense. Maybe he needs to stop calling the plays. Like, maybe it's actually you, Jimbo Fisher, but the absolute best thing that's ever happened is he is now officially on the hot seat. He's on uh, the hot seat. He has to be, Trey. He, this happened last year. And hold on, didn't App State go to Texas A&M to play that game? Yes, they did. They got paid okay, a million so they, and a half. App State rolled up into Texas A&M. And, App, and Texas A&M could not find a way no, to no, answer. I, yeah, but but let me let me temper this just a little bit. App State played uh, North Carolina last week to the to the wire. Yeah, App State App State is not a bad football team. App State is really a good program. Has a storied program. Mm-hmm. Now, should they be beating? Um, should they be beating Texas A and M at Texas A and M? No, no. Um, I don't. I don't no. think that. I don't think that should happen. But it did. You know, it did. And the irony of the whole thing is, it's not an SEC loss. You know, right. you know, I mean, everything right. he wants to do is still right in front of him. But what is Jimbo Fisher going to do about a quarterback there? I, I just, I don't understand how you can be somewhere in this world for six years and really not have a good quarterback and look at the quarterback and go, he's a really good quarterback. They had Bond. They had right. a couple other guys. He can't get the quarterback position he right. Can't get the quarterback. But here's what's so funny, Trey. They paid Appalachian State to come and beat the crap out of them. And embarrass them on national television. I think Simple. that's the best thing that happened. But but here's here's your problem. In my opinion, Trey, Jim does it. Whether it, here's the thing, they have the money to pay for a good quarterback at this point. NIL is a real thing. That's what I'm saying. And figure out a way to get a quarterback. I mean, you've got teams that are three deep, three deep in in five star quarterbacks, and you can't get one. Wendy, that's so, what I'm trying to tell you, but you won't listen to me. Well, Trey, when we're on phone calls, it's harder. But now, listen, we're going to have to uh, – hey, go Appy State. I'm an App State fan. I hope Jimbo Fisher loses every single game he ever plays. But I do want to get to another wild game, which was that Tennessee Pitt game. Oh, my gosh, Trey. What do you think about that? Rocky Top. You'll always be. And then they do the woo and they, hey, that woo is a lot louder at the end of these games that Tennessee wins. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that was a game Tennessee probably does not win in the in the in the past few years. Absolutely. But they won that game. You know, Tennessee's a tough team. Tennessee has some tough athletes. They're still trying to find their way a little bit. Um, it looks like it was kind of a sloppy game. Turnovers, yeah. weird stuff going on in that game. 
Tennessee comes out on top, rocky top, everything they want is right in front of them. Well, a few a few things. First off, I want to make sure that everybody listening understands one thing. The receivers for the University of Tennessee are the real deal, y'all. Like, they're the real deal. In my opinion, they have one of the top receiving groups in the SEC. That is my personal opinion. And you're, we saying all know, ten, you're, say, you're saying Tennessee's receivers. Receivers. Okay. I believe that. I believe that. These kids, and, and some of that has to do with Hooker being such a good quarterback. I think some of the sloppiness that we saw, Trey, we talked about it. That was such a, that was a have to win for Tennessee for this season. There, there was no losing that game. Okay. The season for Tennessee depended on this pit win to go forward. Does that make sense? Right. It was a game they needed to win. It's a game everybody said they should win. There's yeah. some nerves probably there. You know, the environment, I mean, what I thought was so great was looking out at the Sea of Orange in the middle of Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Trey, yeah, Pitt, Pitt, fans showed up. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's economy takes a, take, you know, got a good little bump this weekend for the Tennessee fans going up there. And, and they ended up getting a great football game that came down to an overtime win for Tennessee. So, listen, I'm with you but on that. one thing, I do want to say this one thing. Hey, how about the Pittsburgh, all these Tennessee fans going to the Pittsburgh Pirates game and, and singing Rocky Top? <laughs> Did you hear about that on ESPN? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was on Twitter or something like that. Well, but. something. But my friend Val that listens to our show, she told me about that. I just thought that was really, really cool. But the other thing I'm going to say, if Coach Heifel is listening from Tennessee, man, you need to start wearing orange when you get off the bus. Like, Trey, when he comes off the bus, this guy has no orange on. Yeah. Like, Tennessee is a brand, man. Get on board. I, Trey, I mean this. I know it sounds crazy, but, but a podcast listener of ours, Lynn, she pointed it out. Like, he does. Go when are, you mentioning, are you mentioning everybody you know on the podcast? Every single is that what person you're doing? has had a good point this week, but I like her point. <laughs> Think about what she's saying there, Trey. This is important. Tennessee is a brand. Tennessee orange is a branded color. You're going to get off the bus without Tennessee orange on? I think it's t- weird. I do, t- Well, let me tell you the problem you got there, Wendy. You got to understand superstitions, and everybody out there has superstitions and what they wear and what they don't wear. It might be something where this is his lucky shirt and he can't change from it. I mean, it could be. It these could things, be. These things come into play. At least orange. Yeah, but they want orange pie. I don't. I don't see the guy when he gets the best. Listen, they want one thing, and that's a W at the end of the day. And if you provide that, wear what you want to wear, live how you want to live. That's right. They got the W. And then Trey, we have to talk about the biggest, probably SEC upset of the day, which would have been the Kentucky Wildcats beating the Florida Gators in the Sticky Swamp. There is no doubt when the Kentucky beats Florida, I think by 10 or so, realistically, we're not looking at anything. I'm literally standing outside of the park, pacing up and down the sidewalk. But, um, uh, you know, Kentucky has, and I said it on the pod last week, Kentucky has a well-built program. Right. It's not, it, it doesn't seem to be kind of this yo-yo effect. Stoops up there is really kind of given that, given that some base, and to go in and win games like this. And I think that's probably what you saw towards the end of the game 
it was a close game throughout, and then Kentucky ran away with it a little bit late. Um, and, and it just goes to show you uh, Stoops up there has a good thing going in Kentucky football. I think Florida's okay. You know, Florida's got to figure out where everybody plays. Right. And, and, and get some more recruits in there. And I think they're going to be fine. Right. I, what, what I think is important about what you said is, is that the University of Kentucky gave a coach time. So what you see from Kentucky is a guy that's been in that program for a long time, just like Saban's been at um, Alabama, some of these long-term coaches, Kirby Smart's building at Georgia. It just becomes a way of doing things, right? When you have all this turnover, new coaches in every position, new assistants everywhere, it makes it really hard to stay consistent. But what Kentucky has done, Trey, they've gotten consistently better every single year this guy's been there. I mean, yeah. I believe they will be number two in the SEC East. I called it on the very first podcast, and I still believe it. And well, I really they still could do my gut. Well, I mean, they still could, but I mean, I, you know, there's nothing at this point that wants me to turn on Kentucky football. I mean, oh, I want I want to watch Mississippi State. I'd want to watch Ole Miss. I'd want to watch LSU. I'd want to watch all these things. I don't I don't think I want to turn Kentucky on or South Carolina. Maybe that's just because they're in the East. I don't know. But what else happened on Saturday, Scooter? Well, Trey, I mean, honestly, because we don't have anything. I mean, I do think Auburn ended up beating uh, San Jose State. I do think that happened. Auburn um, Auburn was a huge victory this weekend. Huge. Big momentum builder going into the yep. set game. Yep. And then we've got that Arkansas South Carolina game. We didn't we we didn't say much about it. Great game. Arkansas looks really good, Trey. Arkansas looks really good. Spencer Rattler completely overrated at this point, I guess. I don't know what no, South Carolina. No, no. Here, here's the point. I don't. I don't mean to interrupt you, but here's the point on Rattler. He is who he is. Probably going to be going six and six this year, whatever the numbers is, an even record. Uh, Arkansas is for real. They can score some points, but Rattler's not bad. He's just he. He's not. He is what he is, I guess, and that's such a such a you know a, a bland statement to make, but you know. You know, just because he was recruited, he is kind of a middle-of-the-road quarterback. And that's fine, too. That's fine. They were in the game. I looked at the score box. They are really into the game until the fourth quarter. That's right. And, and, and Arkansas ended up pulling away. So, I mean, hey, just keep giving yourself shots there. Vanderbilt does go down, Wendy. Vanderbilt ends yeah. up getting beat by Wake Forest. Mom's old neighbor, Neighbor. Yep. He went undefeated last year until the ACC game. That's right. Well, he came in there to Vanderbilt and and, and not Vanderbilt down a notch. Vanderbilt was two and zero. Now they're two and one. So Vandy yep. is done. Listen, I'm gonna jump off here, Wendy. I've had fun talking to you. What what are we doing? Are we we're not gonna do a preview show, right? Um, we'll skip the preview show this week because we're having to do it over the phone. But I'm going to Birmingham the following week, so we'll be back on air. Okay. And anybody out there listening that wants to be a guest host in Birmingham, let me know. Yeah, Bear Burnett, Bear Burnett, Bear Burnett. Step up, give Trey a call. You know his number. All right, what else you got to say, Wendy? That's it. Roll Tide. Let's go. All right, I'll talk to you later. Love you. All right, love you. Bye. Bye.